Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so on today's episode, we have the unhappiness syndrome, 28 habits of unhappy people and how to change them by Riho Okawa. And this book, it's very fascinating. It talks about the 28 most common self-destructive attitudes that we find in unhappy people in the modern age. So before we get into it, I'll turn it over to my partner, John. And if you could read the preface, I'd appreciate it. Sure, Dylan. Multitudes of people in this world are unaware that they are suffering from their own love of unhappiness. The influence of one impetus or another pulls them headlong into their personal patterns of self-defeat because of this subconscious attraction to unhappiness. They are suffering from a condition that I call the unhappiness syndrome. To end your relationship with unhappiness, above all other things you do, you will need to find the specific patterns that are defeating you. Only then will you open your path to freedom. It is for this reason that I have written this book as a guidebook that walks you through the wide range of self-destructive patterns and offers my prescriptions for each of them. All accomplishments begin with knowledge, and I sincerely pray that the knowledge in this book will be the beginning of many happier lives throughout the world. Thank you so much. So it takes us a little bit of self-reflection to realize, oh, do I really love unhappiness? Maybe I do. It's something that most people wouldn't want to admit, but it's because it's not on our surface consciousness. It is, as he mentioned, in our subconscious mind. So the way to really change it is through changing our habits and tendencies. And this book, as I said, 28 self-destructive patterns, but those patterns can definitely be overcome through practice, through discipline, through controlling one's you know mindset and uh, leading one in the oneself in a positive direction. So the book, it kind of breaks it down into five parts. The first is a kind of general introduction. Are you in love with unhappiness? Part two, common symptoms of the unhappiness syndrome, 11 habits and prescriptions for conquering self-defeating thoughts. So this one's really about a mindset. Part three, the unhappiness syndrome for women and families, six habits and prescriptions for solving marital and home problems. Part four, the unhappiness syndrome at work, seven habits and prescriptions for surviving the business world. And part five, the unhappiness syndrome in spiritual life, four habits and prescriptions for overcoming doubt and fear. So as you can kind of see, it's not covering every single topic in the whole world, but it's 28 general patterns that people fall into. And you can maybe make a checklist and go down the list how many you might have. One, two, three, or even 20. You, know, <laughs> you never know. I think this is a good primer for realistic scenarios that we all face. I agree, Dylan. And one thing I found interesting is that the initial, the first edition of this book was published in 1988. Hmm. And now in 2021, really all of the topics mentioned in this book are still absolutely relevant. Hmm. So despite how much the world seems to have changed on the surface uh, in, in terms of technology, the internet, hmm. our basic human essence has endured through all of that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So you said that was interesting. I was just wondering if you found some certain topic or one of the 28 patterns in the book 
that you thought were really interesting to you? It would be hard for me to actually just choose one in particular. Mm -hmm. um, I really appreciated just how this book, you could really, anything that's bothering you mm -hmm. can basically, even if it's not directly stated in here, it could be associated with something else in mm -hmm. there. So I remember when I first opened this book, I read through the table of contents and mm. one that I thought was funny but stuck out to me is my in-laws are driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because I'm married and oh. there are instances where my in-laws do drive me crazy. <laughs> and one piece of advice that was in there was if it's really that bad, just don't live too close to them. Oh, wow. Which I thought, but the bulk of that uh, topic was addressing how your in-laws are in a way a reflection of who you are going to grow into be and how mm. they... Um, you have to remember that your partner is a combination of them. Mm. So by really having that resentment towards your in-laws, you know, that could also be reflected into your partner. Mm. And so it's, and I think by seeing the best in your partner, you can begin to see the good in your in-laws. And mm. it's also a matter of just understanding that, you know, not all love is, there is such a thing as uh, tough love <laughs> that mm. we need to appreciate in life, you know, mm. and that we learn from and grow from. But overall, I think this is just a great manual for consulting any type of condition we might be experiencing, you know, of mm. just not feeling good inwardly. And it's funny, um, I was thinking about how in psychology, there's the uh, DSM or the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders, mm -hmm. which is like a six to 700 page manual, which lists endless diagnostic criteria and mainly for insurance purposes and things like that. And yet this book in less than, you know, I think it's about 170 pages, not only does it list the vast majority of things that would be bothering the average person, mm -hmm. but it gives you a way that you yourself can solve those problems. Mm. And I think that's really speaks to the principle that we are in control of whether or not we're happy mm -hmm. in life. And there is a way to get through it. And as you said earlier, a lot of the time there is a subconscious root to what the problem is. Yeah. And so, you know, becoming aware of that, illuminating that, and then using our own willpower. Mm. You know, I really feel like that's a big point of emphasis in this book. Yeah, that's a really good summary. And, you know, you have experience in the field. So that's really good to hear from that perspective. I like how, you know, you mentioned how, you know, it's kind of like we control our own happiness. I think there's like an Abraham Lincoln quote that says most people are, are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. So you don't need to rely on external factors. You can start with yourself and go inward and then correct the unhappiness patterns that you might find and then you're naturally going to become happier through that kind of a practice and in the first part of the book it says i found that this pattern affects as many as 80 to 90 percent of people today and he says probably no one in this world would admit that they want to be unhappy so he's talking about how this self-sabotage it's not something that most people are aware of that they are sabotaging their future happiness through the patterns and you know, habits that they take. Perhaps something good pops up into their life and they naturally suppress it or they purposely kick it out because they're not comfortable with it. It's like these little things that add up to like our long-term happiness in life. And then he also says, because these images of suffering remain so crisply in my heart, I decided to write as I would speak to each individual and as a close friend. So it's kind of like a casual discussion, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, the book with you. And then you can really like have this internal dialogue 
and then feel, oh, I'm sorry to my past self that I did this. I realize now what I did and I can really fix it if I, you know, change something moving forward. You know, for example, some people uh, might have a hard time fitting in. Some people might feel they're not intelligent enough. Some people might worry about their children. All of these things are really covered. And you don't learn these things in society. It's kind of like lessons that you hear and hints that you get from other people. But this really covers like all these different things in the same book. So it's really worth 100 times its cost. Oh, I would say so. I mean, in, in a way, it's kind of just a handbook to navigating the world mm -hmm. um, in a more positive manner. And it does teach a principle of self-reliance, mm -hmm. which is something I really appreciate about it. Um, it's funny you mentioned that the one part about people not feeling that they're intelligent enough. When I read that, it reminded me of somebody I know who often feels that way and they don't feel comfortable in social situations. So... I told them about it and mm. I, I read some of it to them and I was, you know, because uh, and I think uh, one of the basic principles of it was if you don't feel like you're smart enough, then study more, you know, and learn topics that you can talk to anybody about. Right. I mean, in years ago, uh, it reminded me of myself even. It's not that I didn't think I was smart enough, but I used to have trouble because I, I'm a deeply spiritual person. I, mm. I used to have difficulty knowing how to talk with just regular people, you know, about <laughs> regular things. Yeah. Um. So I just immersed myself into learning about politics and finance and things like that. And, mm. you know, and that changed my life for the better, even though initially I didn't think I'd be interested in those things. So, mm. I mean, it's practical advice that really uh, can be life changing. And it's often very simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like relevant in today's world. And I just want to go over a little bit of the business stuff because I think almost everyone can say I might have these problems. <laughs> One of them is I'm always busy and I have no time. How many people are out there thinking I have so much time and I can get everything I want accomplished? I don't think very many. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's another one. I don't get along with my boss. I think that might, you know, a majority of people might be under that category. These kind of things are like problematic for everyone, but how do you really handle these things? And most people think, you know, all I can do is live with blaming someone or, you know, being angry about the situation I'm in or feeling depressed that I'm in such a situation. But this book really teaches the proactive approach, what you can do. And it's not something too hard. It's not like you have to, you know, study for 10,000 hours, you know, it's more of like, okay, to spend less time socializing and then, you know, think about the efficiency of every hour you use. And then knowing that you can create time through managing your time wisely. And time is something that can be changed by getting rid of bad temptations such as alcohol, or, you know, you can increase your time by changing your sleep patterns. These are very realistic things. So it's not something too difficult to change. And I think if you really solve all 28 of these and then try to be unhappy, it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> That'll be more difficult than being happy in that point. That's a great point. I always love what Master Kawa writes about time and time management. And I yeah. think it's, you know, when you see everything that he accomplishes, it's a pretty short thing that he knows how to use his time well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Anyways, the book is really a general primer and I highly recommend each person to purchase this book or, you know, even give it to, as a gift to a relative or a friend. It's not something that's too heavy. You can just give this book as a gift to someone and it, it won't be something like that they'll feel that they have to struggle to read. It's not too thick, 
but the contents are like limitless. So I really enjoy it. So I'm going to read from the afterword and I think it's nice and brief, but it just is a general overview of the book itself. It says, in this book, I have listed common negative thought patterns that lead to unhappiness and offered solutions for each of them in the same way I would if I were answering personal letters. I hope that I have successfully explained the true nature of the cancer called unhappiness and provided clear and effective cures for this syndrome. Riho Oko. That's all for today's episode. Thank you very much. You can find this book at major bookstores such as Barnes & Noble or online at Amazon.com. You can also learn more at okawabooks.com. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thank you very much. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, though. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.